in 2012 they actually said that these three companies they own 89% of global music sales. They asked why she wanted to shave her head and she said, I'm tired of everybody touching me. So I started crying, bruv. I sat there, I sat crying and I went, thank you, my Allah. People that knew Alistair Crowley, um, you had Ian Fleming who wrote 007. Roald Dahl. What? I've heard her say she used to wear bl um, a boyfriend's blood around her neck. This is zero to four hertz. This is called Delta. Now this is when you can really tap into the subconscious mind. If I want you to ask project, or if I want you to go to sleep, or if I want you to go into a meditative state, I can make my music do that. If certain music and certain smells and fragrances exist in certain shops, shoppers are more likely to spend money. Every day I wish I can go back to music. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Thanks, bro. Do I have to keep this on my head? Can I take it off, please? Bro, they're watching us. I, I gelled my hair especially for you. Hey, bro, bro. Listen on the go. On SoundCloud and iTunes. Links in the description. I think you're broken, bro. <laughs> I should know how to use Microsoft <laughs> Turing. That's all I do. this in my files I keep files on them guys and welcome to declassified the podcast of all podcasts no podcast is better than this podcast it's the elite it's the best because we tackle things that no one dares to tackle apart from Everybody on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart, apart from those people, we're going in deep. Yeah, this is this is gonna be deep, bro. Yeah, I need to take this off as well. Welcome to Declassified, guys. And today we're gonna be tackling loads of weird, wacky, concerning, unusual, demonic, positive, negative, division. Subtraction, electronic, fridge, cupboard, plant, <laughs> dust. <laughs> I was thinking, you're going somewhere really good there. And then you <laughs> said fridge. And I thought, okay, okay, we're going there. <laughs> but we will be discussing loads of wacky stuff today. Inshallah, we will get into the power music can have on us. We will talk about the music industry as we know it including hip-hop, including rock, including the occult. We'll be talking about producers like Hans Zimmer. We'll be talking about bineural beats, monural beats and isochronic tones. We'll be talking about Hertz. We'll be talking about manipulation and finally electromagnetic spectrum which is used by the governments as we know today, bro. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, we're going to go in deep. A lot of you guys don't know, he was also an R&B singer as well. Yes, I was. And now he's come into the Nasheed industry and he refuses to use instruments. Now, we're not going to be talking about polemics. We're more interested in the journey he's come from and to see if some of the research that we're going to be presenting 
he's able to either verify it through his own experience or through experience of shared friends or just known associates in the industry. So we'll be looking at that inshallah. Bro, before we even get into it, let us know a bit about your R&B life uh, in the industry. Give us something to work with inshallah. Um, so thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I was um, guided back to Islam in 2011. So I was an R&B musician. Um, well, I became a musician actually from 2007. And uh, that's where it kind of like started. I was an R&B pop singer. And, um, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's exactly what they tell you what it is. Like, they don't even hide it anymore. Like, the music industry is a, a very depressing in industry, you know. Um, and what happened to me was I was actually getting more and more depressed. I was doing really well. Um, I had my uh, tracks on mainstream uh, radio. Uh, One Extra, Choice FM, Kiss FM, all the underground DJs knew of me because in the mainstream music industry, you have to work your way up. It's not like any other industry actually because you have to get known by the underground DJs, then the mainstream DJs, and then when they start playing your tracks, then the record labels start seeing, well, who is this guy? And then they basically sign you on. Record labels are not the same as they used to be because back in the day, record labels would sign you and they'd develop you as an artist. Now we're living in a different time where you have to actually develop yourself and get the fan following and then they'll sign you because mm. they see and then they'll sign you on a one track deal or a two track deal or if you're lucky an album deal if that makes sense. But they most of the time they're always three sixty deals. Three sixty deals are basically deals where you make no money and they're basically making all the money because they're investing in you. It's like the bank giving you money and record labels will invest in you. You get the top producers to produce your stuff. And um, eventually you'll notice that you have no money. If you see a lot of musicians, actually, if you look at them, um, the ones who are in these boy bands like... Um, um, boy, G-Unit. G yeah, I get, you can actually, that's a good example, actually. All them guys don't have money apart from 50 Cent. You know, and if you look at Boy Zone, and if you look at um, Bro, we're not, Backstreet Boys... We're not in the the 1990s. <laughs> I'll give it an example. I'll give it an example. That's true. That these guys, and I'll give it an example that even, okay, okay, fine. Let's, let's One talk direction. about, let's talk about now. Okay, let's talk about now. Yeah. One Direction, Little Mix, Fifth Harmony. These groups, you'll notice, when they part ways, they don't have the money that you think they have. Because when they get number one albums and all that kind of stuff, you'll notice that they'll eventually always go end up being on a, a reality show where they start talking about how they've lost all their money and it happens to all of them. So you've got to start thinking, is it because they're really silly business people or is it just how the music industry is designed? I was doing some reading today. Is it, uh, I think one of the reasons they said that this is the case is because they don't own their own masters. And this yeah. is a phenomenon that yeah. happens with a lot of artists. Yeah. And, now, what's yeah. something really interesting is Prince everyone knows Prince is a very famous musician when he died he supposedly they said died uh, of like a, a drug overdose like of his medication but what people don't know is just he was going to eventually get all his rights to his masters and then he died I'm not a conspiracy theorist sometimes we all are but that says a lot of why did that happen Michael Jackson had the rights of the Beatles music. 
he bought the rights of the Beatles music. That's mad. It's mad. Beatlemania. Yeah, bro. They're the one of the most popular. If you look at popular music, like when they say pop music, all it means is popular music, right? They are the most popular band ever. If you think about it, in, yeah. in the popular kind of stream after World War Two, they are the most popular band who caused hysteria all over the world. And Michael Jackson had rights to their music. Mad. You know what I'm saying? And then when Michael Jackson died and all that kind of conspiracy behind it of his, his doctor gave him the wrong medication and all that kind of stuff. It's more, it's more beneficial. Have you seen that clip where Janet Jackson or, or what's, what's the name of the other sister? Latoya. Yeah, I think it's her. Yeah. She's in that show with Whoopi Goldberg. And she's about to reveal, she's like, uh, yeah. The, the oh, oh, the show they're having in America, yeah, with Whoopi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she's about to say, and then she's about to say what happened to Michael, and then Whoopi just goes, no. Is that? I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on here so you guys can see it. It was a conspiracy, and a lot of people were involved in this, and they know who they are. And they're very afraid of what I might say, of what my brother has told me. I would love to have a one-on-one -on -one with several people. A uh, one person I would Is love to have. Safe? I would love to have a one-on-one -on -one with probably. Um... Mm -mm. I mean, it's better for them to have someone like him dead than to have alive because they automatically make more money off him when he's dead. Mm. How do you have you noticed that Tupac makes more money now than he did when he was alive? How does that even make sense? Like when I make my money, I have to make my money. I have to go to meetings. Now, if I die and all of a sudden. I'm making more money when I'm it makes no sense. I started getting more and more sad when I was becoming more and more and more successful. And I was like, how does this work? How does this yeah, make well, sense? Why though? Why were you becoming sad? You were getting uh, your, your bro, music, music played, you were hanging out with your friends. Music industry is really fake, bro. Music industry is really fake. There's, there's, there's kind of a kind of a, a constant pressure of being someone you're not. I, I watched this program. Uh, it's called Tunes for Tyrants by the BBC. Uh, this was aired in October 2017 mm -hmm. and the presenter was someone called Susie Klein from the University of Oxford and she starts her documentary off uh, using this line and I just want to replicate this line to show the effects of music. Music has the uncanny ability to stir us up, calm us down, to express every possible human emotion. It bypasses language, reason, and aims instead directly at our souls, and that's what makes music so incredibly powerful and also potentially incredibly dangerous. Mm -hmm. This BBC, bro. Yeah, and they hardly ever told the truth. She was talking about how music was used by Hitler and Stalin in their regimes. Because music, it's a very powerful tool that does, it's, it's, it's well established that it can influence someone who's sad to become happy, happy, sad, or, you know, passive to become aggressive and angry. It has the power to do it. Mm -hmm. But let's talk, inshallah, we'll talk about the science, but also let's introduce the subject properly. Uh, I saw this Telegraph article as well, and it was talking about seasonal music. Mm -hmm. So Christmas music. And the article quotes a study as well that says that if certain music and certain smells and fragrances exist in certain shops, shoppers are more likely to spend money and bring higher profits. Now, this is just Christmas music. Now, also in a movie called Dunkirk, yeah, there's this uh, music uh, composer called Hans Zimmer. Mm -hmm. Hans Zimmer is used in, you know, 
Majority, yeah, majority yeah. of main major Hollywood films. Major Hollywood. I mean, you got Dark Knight. All you know, the trilogy was done by him. You got yeah. the Pirates of the Caribbean. Gladiator. I mean, Gladiator's music was epic. Inception. Yeah, he's just he's just a guy in it to That's, go to. There's this video on Vox where they analyze the music used in Dunkirk, mm-hmm. and they talk about something called a shepherd tone, which in essence gives the impression that it's going up, 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 up. But in reality, it's just looping. So it doesn't really reach a peak. So you're on the edge of your seat. And it, it's a very clever, illusionary kind of tone that's used to create tension. Mm-hmm. Now, it's also used in, you know, other mediums as well. Most famously in Super Mario as well, in the Infinite Staircase. As he's going up, they've got the music to kind of match that as well. But it's very clever. The point that I'm trying to say is music is used to create certain moods and to get certain messages across. That much, there's no doubt. Yeah, there's no kind of conspiracy based upon that. In 1939, um, they had a, a conference in London, actually, where they decided whether what they wanted to shift the, the sound, the, the main sound of music to 440 hertz before it used to be 432. So 432 is Beethoven, um, you know, all these kind of Mozart, all this kind of music. And 432 hertz and 528 hertz is something that is actually, what happens is music has progressed in time. So what they did was they, 432 is more to natural sounds, like, you know, outside, like birds or something like that. It's more frequency is to the body. Our body is 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 like a frequency it's like energy field right you know we're an energy field and it's what affects us so what they've done there was a japanese um um uh, you can call him like an, a scientist i guess what he did was he, he basically put um a frequency of four uh 32 in the water and then what he did was he froze the water sorry he froze the water and when he took when they when they saw the results it had beautiful patterns in it yeah this is 432 hertz what they used to use yeah mm. then he did the same with 440 hertz and what happened was the 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 water when it was frozen it became all liquidy and they also say that the nazis started using 440 hertz to propagate the propaganda 440 hertz they've noticed is it can get a mass audience to do to listen to certain things and do certain things if you look at the kind of rockefeller Rockefeller started using the same kind of frequency. Yeah, stuff like this. I I looked into it, but I yeah. couldn't find anything solid on this. But the thing is that you, you know, on online, right? You're not really gonna. Oh my days, bro! I keep moving this microphone like it's, I'm having a fight with it. Um, the thing what you're gonna find, bro, is that you're not. You have to understand that um, these kind of things I've noticed on the internet. A lot of these things will be taken off because it's, it's. You have to understand this. There's, there's if there's something out there that you're reading, right, for example, and it doesn't make, and, and you're thinking, raw, this is mad, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you kind of like then try to look for it again. You'll notice that. It disappears. It, no, no, it makes sense, though, because music has, since I can remember when I was young, music has a mad effect on you. You know, mm. it has an amount affecting you. Okay, forget the kind of Rockefellers and Nazis. Let's just say allegedly, right? Allegedly, yeah. right? So the more controversial you are with your rap, the more filthy you are with your rap today, the more you are gonna more likely to get signed by that by that record label guy. You know, mm. because he's gonna see that the, 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 it's it's not it's that's not a conspiracy to say that this music is promoted for a reason. Yeah, you know, this music is re- promoted for a reason. But we have to understand that sometimes you can't prove it. I know a guy in the music industry who's in the Nasheed industry now. I'm not going to mention his name. Yeah, what's his name, bro? I can't say his name. can't say his name. He said he was in the music. Is it Dave? 
he said something to me he said to me mm. umar i can't say he goes umar when i was in the music game he, he worked with one of the uh, biggest r&b producers at that time in america and he goes one day he was in the hotel bro one day randomly yeah and he goes the door knocked yeah and he opened the door and it was a beautiful woman yeah and he goes yeah and she goes oh you know i've been sent to you and he went okay bye and he closed the door on her and but he already had this consciousness god consciousness right he knew why are they sending that woman to him for why is that woman being sent to him for i basically i figured i figured out that hertz is to understand the frequency vibration right so there's kilohertz well sorry there's hertz kilohertz megahertz right and then there's i think it's ultrahertz if i play with those frequencies right i can target certain parts of the mind target the frequency to go to certain parts of the mind and i can literally like if i want you to astral project right you know what astral projection is yeah. if i want you to ask if i want you to astral project or if i want you to go to sleep or if I want you to go into a meditative state, I can make my music do that. These little out here don't give a enough to go into that science, bro. These little ain't studying kilohertz, megahertz, and doing all this shit. These little don't know how to equalize, compress, and do all this shit. I mean, you've got Tentacion. He died recently. Yeah, 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 that guy, yeah. And in there, he's saying stuff like, uh, there's certain hertz that if you if you are able to learn it and you're able to master it, you can actually control this... Uh, in in essence, you can brainwash people, yeah. and you can reach the sub sub uh, subconscious mind of the people. Did he tell you which hurts? I just might, yeah. might want to jot it down, bro. Which hurts did he say? Bro, I'm gonna tell you. You said my next recording session on Monday. Bro, you need to. I'm 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 gonna tell you right now. Go Are you ready? Yeah. All right. All right. So let let's start off with certain type of beats. Mm. Yeah. You've got binaural beats, monaural beats, and isochronic beats. Bineural is when there's a different uh, a different signal going in both ears, but your brain creates a mishmash of both. Let's just say you got 210 hertz in one ear, 200 in one ear, and then in your brain it's 10 hertz. Mm. Yeah, monaural and isochronic are much stronger and much more effective than binaural beats. Now, in 1837, a physicist named Henrik Wilhelm Dove, he discovered that listening to certain tones can induce certain states of the mind. Mm -hmm. The military uses this as they've got a subject on the seat. They're able to manipulate the waves and then take readings. And then they know that, OK, he's in this state now and then we can do X, Y or Z, mm -hmm. i.e. mind control. Let's start off with alpha. Yeah. Alpha is 7.5 hertz to 12.5 hertz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some say 8 to 12. Now, again, this is when you're just daydreaming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or even light meditation. Mm -hmm. This is alpha. Uh, beta is us now. Yeah, we're not going to be mentioning beta. Beta is when you're just, you know, day to day, you're doing your thing. Having a convo, yeah. Exactly. So alpha is now we're, we're going down the rabbit hole. Um, then you've got theta, which is 4 to 7 hertz. Mm -hmm. Now, that's when you're doing deep meditation, and this is how you can affect memory as well. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go deeper, this is 0 to 4 hertz. This is called delta. Now, this is when you can really tap into the subconscious mind. Mm. Uh, this is the sort of hertz that's used in mind control, hypnosis or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Just really deep sleep. And heavy meditation. You can use a spectrum spectrum analyzer to see what sort of messages there are, but again, not that many people will have these. 
But again, this is established stuff that you've got these brain waves, they can be measured, they can be proven. Now think about it, if you and I, we know about this, don't you think that more sinister governments and sinister people will be looking into this? Of course. Like you've got, for example, uh, corporations, yeah? Now they invest heavily on just the colors that are used in their logos, the shapes, the spaces, even the adverts. They've got all of these things. They've got Harvard professors looking into this sort of stuff. Mm. Now, why would they have Harvard professors looking into this sort of stuff if there was nothing in it? It's because stuff like this does influence and impact us. Even when you're watching TV, yeah, your brain goes into the alpha state where you're now 20% conscious and 80% subconscious. Mm -hmm. 80% so now you don't even understand and you're not really paying attention that heavily and you've got stuff that are going directly to your subconscious. Mm -hmm. Now as it goes to your subconscious, you don't realize that couple of weeks down the line you might say something you'll be like, oh why did I say this? Mm -hmm. Or you might be humming something in the bathroom, you'll be like, I heard this tune like two months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is it affecting me now? Or it's something, you hear something, you see something and it triggers you off and then you start humming something, you're like, damn. What people will actually notice actually the, how, how they'll actually relate even more is when you're walking somewhere today, for example, and you're listening to something in a, in a shop that you're in, it's a, it's a song, you'll notice lots of us in the morning will wake up singing those lyrics or humming that tune. It happens so... Normally, does that make sense? Because you're yeah, constantly yeah. hearing it, you know, it's, 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 there's psychology to it, you know, there's, there's big psychology to it. And the thing is, even in, in the field of self-help, they talk about uh, positive reinforcement, repeating something again and again. Again, this was done in Nazi propaganda as something negative that they repeated a lie so many times that people started believing it to be true. Similar today with what's going on with Muslims and, uh, and the word terrorist. But again, if you look at music, in essence, that's literally what it is. It's tones, layered tones, mm. and you've got a chorus that's repeating the same thing again and again and again and mm -hmm, again. Mm -hmm. And if you look at hypnosis, that's literally what it is. You put someone in a state and then you repeat something. I, I was looking at another documentary. It's called The Secret Science of Pop. This came out February, um, this came out Feb 2017 on the BBC. Oh really? Uh, this was all about a group of about 10 people who were just looking at the history of music and they tried to turn it into numbers and they tried to look at trends, to oh. look at what uh, constitutes as a hit and they tried to use science to create a hit. Did they create one? Now, they, they're not going to admit that they can but they were coming up with some very interesting stuff. Obviously, okay. in the end, they said, no, there's, there's other things that are involved and blah, blah, blah. But they were saying some very eerie stuff in there that does show that it is possible to, to, to do that. Especially now with algorithms, YouTube algorithms. Yeah. There's stuff that even if your music isn't good, even if, even if people don't even understand your music, you can still reach the masses. Mm. For example, Gangnam Style. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. That sounds like some Russian army <laughs> music. <laughs> and what was the other one, the Spanish one? Despacito. Yeah. Despacito. People had memorized the lyrics, but they, they didn't know what the guy was saying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
Do you see? It's very clever how they do it. And how does a video make it in the trending section on YouTube? I'm actually surprised nobody did a, a cover, the sheet cover of Gangnam Style. Who did? I'm surprised no one did it. This is a trend now to do a cover of anything. Really, yeah. bro? There's this Nasheed artist. Uh, he's done a, a a cover of Tum Hi Ho. He's done a cover of uh, Adele Hello. He's done a cover of See See You. Wait a minute. <laughs> I think that might be me. But uh, just to, just 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 to defend no my way. just to defend myself, um, uh, I've only done a few. Ninety percent of my stuff's original. Alhamdulillah. No, but even the covers that you did, bro, I, I thought they were really good. Yarabi. No, that not that one. Yarabi. Yarabi. Nice. Agar main ho gaya juda tumse main ho jaunga bad assalamule. Hold on, why did you change it for? You think so? Uh, but yeah, it's actually clever marketing, bro. Because majority of Muslims, you always find that lots of Muslims will come up to me and go, I love the cover that you did. But honestly, when they say that to me, I'm like, really, you like the original song? Mm. And I just gave you a Muslim option. And when someone comes to me and says, oh, I love... Um, so you judge them, isn't it? No, I don't judge them. I don't judge them, but I know... Judge them. No, right? I know. And I, then I, you say, no, that, Yeah, because that's, that's, <laughs> my, that's my original, Rashid. So the thing is that you... you when. It's like you, bro. Like if you did some a video, if you did something right, and you were on, I don't know, if you copied something, and someone came up to you and said, "Oh, that's great," but alhamdulillah, with my covers, I've changed everything. You know, hello, I changed all the lyrics, but to me, I didn't change anything apart from putting Yarabi in a couple of times and rub and all that. Okay, tum hi Yarabi, tum So yeah, so yeah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. It, it, it's crazy, bro. So here, the point that I was trying to say is how a group of ten people—they had someone from Oxford, they had someone from I don't know, a few universities. They were able to download stuff, look at certain hits, bro. If ten people on a show are able to do this, and you know the military and their capability is, mm. you know, minimum, I think, ten to fifteen years ahead of everybody else in fact a lot of stuff that's becoming declassified now bro is stuff that we could never have imagined yeah and were it not for the declassified documents people would again assume that it's consp conspiratorial yeah, exactly two-thirds um of all music sold comes from just three companies bro yeah universal yeah. sony warner, warner. And Warner uh, yeah. In that order Universal Sony And Warner This was a study Done by Worldwide Independent Network In 2016 In 2012 They actually said that These three companies They own 89% Of global music sales Says a lot doesn't it but that's, that's dangerous That is you know, dangerous to, to, to put that much control In the hands of a few Bro That goes against the Quote unquote Democratic principles Of these nations bro Bro, the thing is that that says everything. Even if we stop there, that says everything. That there's just three companies that run. How much? How much? What's the percentage you said? Eighty nine percent. Eighty nine percent. Eighty nine percent, bro. Oh my god. Sometimes what happens is, bro, just because these people fall out amongst each other, like they say, trouble in paradise. Yeah, over there is trouble in Jahannam. Sometimes certain things surface. Now there's a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes, but. Let me just reference a few popular culture things that have come out in mainstream so we can use that as a jumping off point. Let's look at Harry Weinstein or Weinstein or whatever. Harvey or Harry? Is it Harvey or Harry? 
You mean Harvey Weinstein? Is it Harvey? Yeah. All right. The one who did all that abuse to women and all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, him. Yeah, yeah. Harvey. Yeah, it's Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, bro. It's Weinstein. not Harry. Weinstein. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can just edit that bit. <laughs> Harry Weinstein. Let's just call him Harry for the purposes of this podcast. Just call him Harry. You know my mate Dave, yeah? <laughs> who, cares about, who cares about calling him his real name? He's a horrible man anyway. <laughs> so, no, what's, what's interesting is, bro, when it started surfacing, then you had all these celebrities coming out. But if you'd listen to them, a lot of them, the common denominator answer of them was, oh, that, that's Harry. Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> that's Harvey. That's Harvey. That's, that's what Harvey does. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, I heard that so many times, bro. Bro, it was mad. He that's had... just him. What? What? Abusing and abusing women. That's just him. Yeah. That's why ho- Hollywood is demonic, bro. Well, uh, we've already established. All right. So with with Harry uh, Harvey Har- Har- Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> I'm actually not doing this on purpose. Uh, with with Harvey, the thing is, everyone then started coming out, and then it became fashionable to talk against him. But this was happening, and a lot of people did have to go into the industry after having been molested, you know, doing dodgy deals. And of course, this sort of stuff is standard now. Back in the days, they would reference this stuff. Nowadays, people have overtly come out uh, and and said, "Look, I mean, especially with homosexual behavior amongst rappers, this is the sort of stuff they joked about, yeah. but it's this is discussed very seriously." I've heard a lot of um, um, rappers who are not really known, to be honest with you. Some rappers who are like, um, actually, some of them are actually known, who have said that. This is actually, you know, when people say, "Have you ever heard that saying?" He he sold his soul to the devil. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't actually mean Shaitan comes with a contract and goes at the at the sign, God, sign it right mm-hmm. here. You know, this what it means, bro, is that what they make you do. Is this is what the rappers have said. So allegedly, again, we don't know, but this is what they're saying, right? Mm. They're saying that what happens is they will make the rapper do an indecent act with another man or somebody, something really indecent. They'll take the photo of it, yeah, and then they'll make you sign the deal, and that's how they've got control of you. Because if you go out of that, they'll say, we're going to release that. We're going to show what you really are, if that makes sense. That is what they say is how you sell your kind of soul. And you do something which is against... It's ironic because they say very similar things happen with politicians. Mm. In places like Bohemian Grove and all that, that certain things happen. There's footage and then it can be used as blackmail against you. There was one interview by um, Nicole Scherz, 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 Scherz. Just say Schlesinger. Scherzner, Scherzner, something, whatever her name is. She's a, she used to be a singer for the, the Pussycat Dolls. All right, bro. Yeah? You're very biased. <laughs> okay. you know, listen, okay, bro, listen I'm going back to my past. That, I'm going yeah. to my past. Anyway, this, she's a very uh, popular singer, right, on her on own right. And she did an interview once, bro. And they were asking her, doing, they were makeup, they were doing an interview while she was doing her makeup. And they go, so she goes, if I had done this, I would have been able to get this big campaign. Mm. And they were like, what do you mean? She goes, you know, some of these girls, you know, would do certain things and I would have done them if they asked me. So she's openly saying in the interview, right? Mm. I don't know where the interview is, so I can't even pinpoint it to you, but she openly said, this is normal. If I could do it, I would do it to make my career go further. This is- certain, bro, there's this clip on YouTube of Angelina Jolie admitting to having done rituals as well. Yeah, she used to wear, I've heard her say she used to wear bl- um, a boyfriend's blood around her neck. That's mad. Well, if you if you if you even look at the kind of the women aspect of it, like um, if you look Easy at rap though, music, <laughs> we're keeping it PG. Yeah? Uh, I'm talking about the the women in rap, right? Like, I mean, how much plastic surgery do they have to get to look yeah. a certain way to appeal to whoever's watching them? You know, it's, they can't be judged by their skill. 
because you know rap is a skill right so you have to be very good to be able to rap you have to be good with words and all this kind of stuff right mm. wordplay and all that kind of stuff but the the women especially so much pressure on the women mm. to look a certain way to act a certain way to be a certain way to compete with each other it's dangerous man it's dangerous that and so many of our sisters look look up to this mm. and look and think oh i have to be like that i mean in my mind i'm thinking to myself I don't even know where did it go wrong. Where did it go wrong when a sister looks at somebody who's like a woman who's that's such disgusting stuff and look up to that and go, I want to be like that. There used to be a time when the people in power were responsible and could be trusted, and then they would lead the people, and of course the people would think for themselves as well. Now, neither is happening. Yeah. The people in power are not looking out for our best interests, and you got the people. The people are not thinking for themselves either. It's not. It's not. It's not it's fashionable. Sheep, it's to cheap, isn't it? It's cheaper, isn't it? You know, we just we we become sheep, and we just follow whatever is is in the trend. Look how people dress, how people buy, and the trend. What people do. It's all the same thing, bro. Like everyone acts the same way. Like it's mad. I always say to people when I do nasheeds, I'm a, I'm I'm in a niche within a niche. So I'm not even in a niche industry. I'm in a niche. I like niche. Quiche. Kish, <laughs> niche niche industry, right? It's very small, very kind of, um, very just very small. Like you know, you, you can count how many people are on one hand, how many people do voice only nasheeds, for example, right? Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the instrument ones, but voice only ones you can count on one hand, for example. Now the aspect is that we, there's a change that is trying to be made through what I do, Alhamdulillah, with the help of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. I'm actually trying to leave a mark in my life. I'm not here to make money. And then die and then go, oh, someone else has spent that money. I'm here to leave a legacy, inshallah. Mm. And that's what we all should do. You should do it in your, in your kind of, on your channel with the kind of way that you do your halal comedy. I should do it with my nasheeds. Other brothers who are like academics should do it in their way. Mm. Other people who propagate the dawah on a speaker's corner, for example, they should do it in that way. It's about leaving legacies. That's what we are as Muslims. And that's why art, if we just go to art again, should be invested in. In the Muslim world Because there's no such thing bro mm. Hollywood Is a propaganda machine You know They can propagate Whatever they want yeah. Through a movie Now Muslims have to be smart And go hold on We could do the same thing uh, Again the documentary That I mentioned Tunes for Tyrants um, she, she also mentioned That Hitler's love For Wagner uh, He actually attributed that To entering politics was mentioned in that mm. documentary as well. So music has such an, a powerful impact that it can actually affect your life choices. People have actually been inspired to go to war because no. of music. In fact, they use it. Uh, they, uh, I mean, in Afghanistan, the, the music that was being played in the tanks was this hardcore heavy metal um, music. They imagine killing people by, whilst listening to that. It's just... You know, it's, it's ajeeb stuff, how it can really impact the, the psyche and make certain things okay. But anyway, that's, we don't want to get into that. But, and also the Nazis, they invested heavily in music as well. Mm. In fact, to such a degree, they gave a lot of money to concerts and orchestras because they knew it was a very uh, integral and important it's propaganda a, it's, it's a big propaganda tool, yeah. But now it's gone to such a degree that it's it's very difficult not to be affected by it
I mean, you sit in the car, even when you're just pulling up at traffic lights, you'll hear someone else's tune. Yes. When you're going to the supermarket, you're hearing yeah. it. Yeah. Watching, oh, but brother, TV halal, brother. When you're watching the adverts, when the music comes on and it affects you, bro, they know they got your attention for 20, 30 seconds. And they're going to pick such a track that's going to affect you straight away. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes popular music is put in adverts. So when you hear it again, you're like, triggers Yo. it in it. Yeah, you're like, oh, that it, sounds bro. familiar. Yeah, it's a trigger. Yeah, and human beings gravitate towards that which is familiar. Yes, it's, I mean it's mad that it's 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 just common sense, really. You know, the controlling of the mind is is a known thing. That you know, mind control is something that is used quite often. You know, especially people who are in certain arenas where they can make big influence and big changes. I was watching um, while I was just reading up on little bits of. What we're talking about today, just hearing about it, there's an artist called um, Katy Perry, and she was doing an. Who's an, he? She, she was doing an interview, and she was crying in the interview. She goes, "Sometimes I just want to be, um, a, I think her name's Catherine Hudson, her real name. Mm. I just want to be Catherine again." It's true. Even Britney Spears, when she started shaving off her hair as well, yeah. she said, "I'm tired of these people." Pretty much similar me. to your hairstyle. Yeah. Yeah. When it happened, I went, "What happened there, man?" <coughs> I just remember uh, a line when she was like, I'm sick of these people touching me. Did she say that? She said that, yeah, yeah. They asked why she wanted to shave her head and she said, I don't want anyone touching me. I'm tired of everybody touching me. Wow, um, people uh, touching me. Bro, these people get molested, they get touched. They're not their own people anymore. It's uh, to, to make it that higher up, it's, it's common knowledge now that you have to, you have to compromise on your modesty. These are gateways into a very sinister world, mm. the occult world. Now, for those people that don't know what the occult is, it's uh, how do you describe the occult? Devil worship, isn't it? Mm, no. Yeah, there is Rituals, element. No? Yeah, I, I, I'd say pro probably the black magic. Yeah, the study of black magic. With regards to black magic, the one who's known within the West is someone called Aleister Crowley. He is um, the he was called the most wickedest man on earth by I think one of the Sun Sunday Telegraph or one of these newspapers. And he wrote and he wrote the Antichrist book, innit? He wrote. I mean, with uh, I thought you had the book. I thought you were going to pick the book up. And what's happening? No, Alistair Crowley. He was ironically someone who had studied in Cambridge University, and uh, his father passed away, and because of that, he just went in a you know spiral, and he just uh, just wanted to learn and just be evil. That's why he reveled whenever people called him the, you know, the most evil person. He, he loved all that. And the thing is, what's, what's ironic is, I don't want to, you know, linger on Alistair Crowley too much. But the thing is, uh, he's a well-known black magician. But he was someone that was acknowledged by even the MI6. And he worked with the secret services in the UK. Oh. Again, this sort of stuff is standard. It's in a book called Secrets and Lies by David Southwell. Um, but going back to Alistair Crowley, he studied, uh, you know, Buddhism, yoga, Kabbalah, uh, all these things. Mm. And eventually he founded Masonic Lodge called Golden Dawn. And in there, there were certain people like uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote Sherlock Holmes. Oh, wow. That's awkward, mad, awkward. That's, that's, that's mad awkward, bro. Um, and even Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page, yeah, he was in the Golden Dawn as well. I've heard of him, yeah. yeah. Led Zeppelin, again, one of the biggest bands on the planet as well. Was it around Le the Le of the Le Led Zeppelin did a really, really famous song called Stairway to, Stairway to Heaven. 
and they say if you really decode that song it's really got nothing to do with heaven the sort of stuff that he was doing again it's well documented you can look in, in the books written on him he was doing stuff like bestiality necrophilia the eating of excrement bro when you again we as muslims know that when you do uh when you deal with the jinn again this sort of stuff is not new to us like we know that you have to abandon your deen you have to abandon your principles and morals in essence it is selling your soul you, yes you, you have no connection to it anymore the whole spiritual soul aspect you've now become uh, a shell that's so surprising to me what he did because i remember a brother told me that when he got black magic done on him uh, what happened was they found a lady and she had, you know, excrement and she was mixing stuff and this, all that kind of stuff and Allah, like, yeah. you know, so we know what they, black magic, what you do, you know. So this is not, for, like you said, it's not new to us. We know what he's doing. He's, he's trying to, you know, uh, channel the jinn, isn't he, really? Yeah. He's trying to channel that kind of satanic kind of, that, that spirit. I don't know what these, you know, these... So he, he started protectors. his... I mean, I mean, I mean, he started his own religion called uh, Thelema and then he also... Uh, created the OTO Lodge. Now this is something, you know Peaches Gel Peaches Geldof? Yes. Um, she's actually got a tattoo that says OVO. Um, and she was a member as well. And again, without getting too much into this sort of stuff, some say she was sacrificed or whatnot, but she was a member of OVO. And even Jay-Z, this is what you were mentioning, he's, he's got a, a t-shirt or, or upper garment where it says, do what thou wilt, which is uh, a very it was like a uh, slogan yeah of his from from his cult, yeah yeah Crawley's, yeah which is literally you do whatever do you, what want, you want regardless of the consequence yeah, or yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who it may harm or whatnot yeah. but the thing is he also has a very um he's, he's quite influential here if in i'm not mistaken there's a there's a there was an album by beatles a very famous one uh, iconic yeah. one with all these imagery. Alistair Crowley's on it, right? Uh, Alistair Crowley was there. Crowley, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was, was he was there right at the back on the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could yeah. see him. Uh, if you zoom in, you can actually see him. Yeah. And these are people who have influenced the Beatles. And even John Lennon, he was um, also into the occult as well. Bro, David Bowie, he yeah. was into the occult as well. Marilyn Manson, uh, again, all these Nonsense, guys, yeah. which which made it very big into the industry were in this as well people that knew alistair crowley um you had ian fleming who wrote 007 roald dar bro these guys were not, no yeah, not roald dar he man. rubbed elbows with crowley not, as well not charlie in the chocolate factory bro, roald dar was an mi6 spy what yeah, yeah. is this is this allegedly no legit no, think about it. Even Roald Dahl, like a big giant that's walking down the street, looking into the rooms of little girls. Uh, some sinister stuff in there. It's a bit weird. Uh, which which books are written by Muslim authors? Can you name one Muslim author that's written kids' books? Nay. Nay. No. You know what I mean? Like, why not? This is... This is oh, but we still get messages. Oh, brother, I'm lonely. I'm, I'm alone. Oh, this isn't going for me. I'm, un, I'm un, unemployed. But you're educated. You live in England. You know the language. Look, buy like 20 of these kids' books and flip and write your own. If you're unemployed for a good couple of, you know, a year, a good, good couple of months, look into this. Now, let's, let's deal with some subtle occult symbolism yes. within, within music. Yeah. So, again, this is some stuff, symbols... Uh, does, if you study the subconscious, you know the, the subconscious picks up symbols yeah. more than anything. 
Yeah, the conscious mind doesn't. Yeah. The subconscious does. So, uh, if you look, there's this track by Little Wayne called "Love Me," and again, there's this bit that comes up where he's got the devil's horns and stuff. Mm. Yeah, again, it's split second. Yeah, these things are very quick. Another track you've got by Robin Thicke called "Give It to You." Again, very similar thing. Uh, you've got a demon that just pops up and goes in and out, in and out. Now, this is what we were discussing off camera as well, that back in the days, you'd have to really pause, zoom in and then see. Now it's come to a stage where it's right there in your face. Hmm. Yeah, the, the giant triangle there covering their eye. Why do they do that? Have you noticed all of them cover their eyes? Bro, that's because... No, all of them. All of them do that. Bro, it's that whole Dajalic symbol of, of one eye. The one again, eye, yeah. They, they have something called the all-seeing eye. Yeah. Uh, again, we know the all-seeing is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't, uh, although we learn about this stuff, we don't let it take over us. And we do not for a second think that these people hear everything and see everything. These characteristics and qualities are only befitting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed. Indeed. So that's why it's good for us to learn it. So we can, of course, be... Uh, protected from their evil But of course We're not going to let it consume us Yeah I had a sheikh once say that You know people always go Oh are you Illuminati Are you Illuminati well, I don't know why I said that in a northern accent Like only northern people say Illuminati uh, But the sheikh said that Don't con let it consume your life Now also this The this the devil horns You see this on Eminem You see, the, uh, see What it this But the head of, or the founder of the Church of Satan, Anton LaVey, mm. there's this interview in which he's saying that this is a curse symbol um, within, within their church. And he would do this a lot. This is the sign of the horns, a curse sign, the two fingers extended. This way spread apart for sort of shotgun blast. A curse sign, the two fingers extended. And in fact, even this rock symbol as well. Yeah. Well, Jay Z, Z throws up a lot. For example, bro, I was even wondering that in my lifetime, how is it that Spider Man's had four different remakes? Have you ever thought? My son loves Spider Man. No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it for your he, son. He now. actually wears the the all you know the outfit and runs yeah. around going, "I'm Spider Man." Does Does he run around going 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 like this? Yeah. No, he, he can't do that at the moment. But he will. He, just, he just does it with the fingers like, he just does it, oh god. His fingers will He's come, a, oh no. and then bro. I've got to stop that, quickly. But, but do you see it's though? It's mad bro. Do you see how smart it is? It's the scary that bro. They've got all the kids going around going, <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. Bro, flipping. I know, subhanAllah, that's very profound bro. I'm going home and I'm... Bro, I'm, it's I'm, smart. Because I was thinking, wow. of all of the Marvel ones, how is it that only Spider-Man has had four different remakes? Why? I don't know. Yeah, you think it's that, yeah? Allegedly. Allegedly. You don't want to get sued. Yeah, to be. Yeah, to be. What allegedly sign? Anything we say, anything like, yeah, Eminem is a devil worshiper. Yeah, to be. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> bro, it a lot of this. Stuff, but that's really scary, bro. It's it's mad, bro. I'm really scared. I'm really scared for our children. That's why we have to make we we have to make the change. We can't sit on our hands and say, "Oh, let our kids do." No, we have to make the change, inshallah. And we are, we are, we, we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes, you know. Now I'm gonna delve a little bit deeper now, bro. How deep, bro? As How deep, deep as it goes. How deep is your love? <laughs> 
But I need to come up with something else now. Uh, I think I've overused the CRP one. Uh, bro, electromagnetic spectrum. Now, this is a spectrum which the military is involved in. That's how deep the rabbit hole goes. Now, in 1962, a guy called Alan Frey published a journal and it was on microwave auditory effect. Mm -hmm. Now, this was in the Journal of Applied Psychology, Volume 17. And then he also did successful experiments at Walter Reed Army Institute. Mm. Now, what does this do? You are in essence able to put voices in people's heads. Wow. Using certain wavelengths, you can literally make people think they're going crazy. But because think about it, if you t now start telling me, you know, bro, I'm, I'm hearing stuff. What am I going to say? Yeah, it's classical Marisa, bro, isn't it? He's, he's hearing stuff. That's why he does, isn't it? <laughs> like, bro, I'm, I'm sleeping and all I hear is, yeah, happy. <laughs> I'm like, bro, something's not right. Something's not right. You know what I mean? Well, it's actually good to be hearing Ya Rabbi, though. Yeah, obviously. That's um, like, hey, all Marisa's in, in my nightmares. Uh, you know what's mad is in 1968 a patent called nervous system excitation device which is exciting brain waves using sound microwaves electronic electromagnetic energy pulses was submitted wow and accepted this is in a patent now you might be thinking which patent is there brother another patent came out 1989 u.s patent number four million eight hundred and seventy seven thousand and twenty seven and it was registered under microwave voice to skull technology and then a declassified document in 2006 called bio effects of selected non-lethal weaponry shows how voices can be implanted into people's brains a phenomena known as v2k or voice to skull maybe you might be thinking he's a, a conspiracy guy a u.s military in 2003 used uh, something called medusa Mm. using sound as a weapon and they're not the only ones you got Russia also they're using radio waves to induce sleep within people now again I'm just um, I'm just I'm just brushing over this the sort of stuff that can be done that the military capability that they have is they can in induce heart attacks into people wow. they can induce certain psychotic episodes and you know what even when I put the death of Robin Williams and Chester Bennington people were saying especially with Chester Bennington they, they, they're saying that oh he was about to expose a paedophile ring and um, oh, they made him do it and I was obviously unaware of all this stuff but now the more I'm looking into de these are declassified documents these are stuff that's already out there 50 years ago imagine what technology they have now when we hear all oh, this person committed suicide or mm -hmm. sometimes it may be the case sometimes it's not the case again we're not saying it's always the case but what i'm saying is this technology is out there that you know take everything with a pinch of salt if it's in the mainstream we're told this even in the quran when you hear stuff verify verify it yeah you're verified on youtube or verified on, on the youtubes but uh, obviously when uh, you know what we're saying is verified according to youtube apparently yes yeah. what is what it's verified by YouTube. what's verified what we're saying 
Where, 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 this video, inshallah, will be verified by YouTube. So. Oh, yeah, I no. doubt it. But yeah, everything that I've said, bro, declassified documents, documentaries on terrestrial television, government funded. Now, if this is the sort of stuff that I can give you that's government funded, imagine the stuff that's out there that's not government funded. We have to ask ourselves this question, which is very important as Muslims, is... You know they say there's a difference of opinion in music. Okay, fine. Let's say there is, right? But why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always keep Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam away from music? Why? Isn't that profound? Mm. I mean, Prophet, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu You never saw him Prophet sitting Muhammad, with drums Prophet and saying less, less riff. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw everything. He saw hardship. He got, saw this. Saw, you know, got, you know, fighting. All this kind of stuff, you know. You know. But music, yeah, know, Allah yeah. subhanahu wa ta'ala always, always protected him from it. Isn't that really profound though, bro? It is, bro. Because remember when he was going to go with his friends once, and then he all of a sudden just fell asleep. You know that story, isn't it, right? Where was he going? He was going when he was younger. This is before he got, um, prof you know, he got um, revelation. When he was going somewhere. Oh, and then he fell asleep. And he fell asleep. Do you remember? And then, the, and then some um, angel Jibreel came and washed his heart. Mm. And there was another narration where he went to a party. He walked into the wedding, bro, and he fell asleep. And then he woke up and this hot sun was hitting his face. Because, you know, it's like, you know how if you have Gortilla, you know in Pakistan and all that, you have the open top houses where everything's, yeah. So he woke up, wedding's finished, everything's finished and the sun's just hitting him. And he got up and he just went home. SubhanAllah. It's profound. And then when music was being played, what did he do? Once the flute, he covered his ears. You don't see, you don't hear of a single instance where the Prophet says, I'm sitting down with a drum and just beating it. No. Or just, um, or just being in, even in a gathering. Mm. You don't even hear about that. Now that you've come into the Nasheed industry, surely, now that we've discussed all this, bro, now that we've discussed the harms and you said yourself that all this stuff is out there, bro, yeah, surely the Muslims will be supportive in this industry, isn't it? Because you're the only, you know, artist in this field. And surely they're like, Alhamdulillah, someone's dedicated their time to this. Let's support him and let's do it. So, bro, tell us how glamorous the Nasheed industry really is, bro. Every day. I'm shuffling. Every day I wish I can go back to music. But I fight my nafs. I fight my inner desire. And I do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muslims are the best of people I but sometimes that, bro. hear this Muslims are the best of people but sometimes they can be the harshest of people and um, Muslims are my critics subhanAllah you know um, you're not using music though what could they possibly need to criticize they probably, cri they probably criticize the covers you know that's what they criticize and oh you know Nasheeds are haram and all that kind of stuff they say but it's very difficult if I could tell you guys really the kind of people I've dealt with you know the people who have let me down and you know, you think you come into this Muslim world and everything's like going to be like, you know, a utopia. Like everything's going to be perfect. It's not the case. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, do you really think when I guide you, I'm not going to test you? And it's a constant test, bro. Constant test. We don't have the, 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 the million pound um, uh, uh, sponsors. Set, yeah. yeah, we don't have the million pound sponsors who come and say, go on, here, let me give you this money and let me sponsor you. No, because we're not in the popular arena. So that makes sense of music, of yeah. instruments. In We're doing something. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, you were saying it, right? Yeah. That to be uh, to be f uh, popular is to have women, 
money, cars, and all that. Yeah. There's no such thing as an Islamic uh, celebrity because no, we don't the have reason, yeah, why people would want that is to have women, money, cars. Alhamdulillah, I have my wife. That's one woman. <laughs> a car, I just have my normal car, right? Money, whatever Allah gives, alhamdulillah. But we do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it was for people watching, bro, and for you, and for anybody else, I would have gone back to music a long time ago. I only do nasheeds for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to leave something for our children and our adults so they can consume it. I was telling you off camera that brothers have come and told me that people don't like me. Why, why don't you like me for? What have I done to you? Not like you in what sense though? Don't know, bruv. Don't know. I've heard people, black, people have blacklisted me. People have blacklisted me because I don't use instruments. People what? have said, yeah. Why though? Why, why is it affecting their business? Because, like, bro, the thing is that you have to understand sometimes people like me were a mirror to people who use instruments. Right? Even though we're not saying nothing. Yeah. All I want to say to anybody who listens to music out there, do what you want. It's up to you. It's your life between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anybody who uses instruments, do what you want. That's your life with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But I'm doing me. I'm doing me. I'm just doing what my Prophet Muhammad told me to do. You know, I'm just following, I'm just following, I'm just following that way, subhanAllah. And I'm trying to give a different alternative, right? Mm. I'm, a, I'm an option. I'm giving you an option at the end of the day. You know, you say, you, you say it yourself, who, who else is out there who does it? Voice only. It's not many people. You can count them on one hand. Don't get me wrong, my wife sometimes gets the brunt of my frustration, you know, but. But sometimes it, I can't help it. It's a when very, you say brunt of the frustration, you mean? No, 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 not violence towards my no. wife. I don't know. Is that what? Is that, what? You beat? You say you beat your what? wife? What? What's that mean? No, you said she gets the brunt of the frustration. I mean verb, the verb, the you know the. No, the verbal oh. brunt. <laughs> yeah, the like oh. the frustration. You know the release of frustration when verbal you abuse. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not verbal abuse, not verbal abuse. Oh, Allah, okay, okay. Allah is our witness. Sorry, sorry. Just, just like, mental you know, abuse. No, <laughs> no mental abuse, no verbal abuse, no such abuse. The abuse oh. is not there. It's just the frustration, oh. right? But you know what the mad thing is, bro? The bet, you, you agree with me, and lots of brothers and sisters watching will agree. The best conversations I have is with Allah. Mm. Shall I tell you something, Ajib? Shall I tell you a story, subhanAllah? Two years ago, I was, I was tired, I still am, I still am, honestly, as I said, I, I mean it, every day I want to go back to music I had three guitars and a piano and I gave it all up for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in 2011, right? Alhamdulillah You know, and the thing is that what people don't understand is that we're, we are musicians, we've come from that world, right? We can easily go into that world which is consumed by Muslims There's so many Muslim artists, Muslim managers, Muslim this, Muslim that, right? But two years ago, it got to a head for me, yeah, and I remember I went into sujood SubhanAllah, it was Zohar time And I went into sujood and I said, Allah Please tell me that you're with me, my king I just don't know what to do anymore I'm just tired, my Rabb Like I'm working hard, I don't know what to do And I, that same day I had to go to the studio mm. And I went to the studio, SubhanAllah And um, I was sitting in my car I had, a bit of, I had 15 minutes left for me to get into the studio So I had a bit of time So I was sitting in my car And my studio, bro, is in like uh, an area where there's no, not many residential houses. It's all like factories and cafes and all that, right? So I'm sitting in my car, bro, and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there like this with my head down like that, yeah. And somebody walks past, as I see from the corner of my eye, and then they come back 
and they go on my window go knock 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 yeah and i look and i'm like, i'm already f- upset frustrated the you know things are just getting to a head yeah mm. i put my window down i put my window down and it, and 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 the brother looks at me it's a brother and he goes assalamu alaikum i go wa alaikum salam and he goes brother fa inna ma'al usri yusra inna ma'al usri yusra subhanallah he goes allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with uh, no not, way. where there is hardship there is ease where there is hardship there is ease and he walked away is that all he said to you that's bro? all he said ak that's all he said bro that's mad that, how mad is that subhanallah that's i thought he was going to ask for a autograph no 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 cuz he, he he had he had pizza delivery things in his hand right yeah. And he gave me one as well. And Smashed he Smashed it. He gave me one. And then, and then he said something else when he was walking. But Someone came with the car. Is, with the car. He this goes. This is the highlight of the story. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, he Should goes. Should have started off with the pizza he, thing. <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes to this guy as well when he was walking away. Someone beeped and he went, leave my brother alone. Mm. And then he walked away, bruv. And I was like, when he went, bro, I'm, I'm very happy to say that I cry sometimes to my Allah. Bro. It's where, where uh, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to cry. Used to cry. Nice. The mercy Bro, of mankind. The, the tears. It's scientifically proven that they're a pe- painkiller. It relieves your yeah. your your pain. Yeah. And you notice before how you feel and after you've cried how you feel. Yeah. Be 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 be, be confident as a, as you know sometimes as men. Well, oh, I don't. I don't. Be confident to say that because at the end of the day, our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to cry. Some of the greatest men in history in our Islamic history used to cry. Subhanallah, it's normal, right? So I started crying, bruv. I sat there, I sat crying, and I went, "Thank you, my Allah." And it's happened many times where I've thought that, and someone just sent me a message like that and gone randomly, bruv, sent me a message going, "Don't even know these people." You know what? You don't understand how much you're helping me. Not listening to music, keep it up. Simple thing, and Allah is the one. Is Allah is the Allah is the most kind, and that's the thing people don't understand is that nobody's ever helped me, apart from Allah. If you look at the trajectory of Nasheed, when you say no one's helped you, you mean no other no other senior Nasheed artists have ever helped me. Yeah, at the end of the day, and uh, that's the that's the goal, man. That's the goal for for me and you. To constantly keep doing what we do, regardless of some people may criticize. Because at the end of the day, 99% of the comments are positive, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. There's always that 1%, but the human nature is to really concentrate on that yeah. 1%. You know, may Allah forgive me Our for that. Our brains I mean. store more of the negative in the, I think it's the amygdala. So we're naturally, <clears throat> we're naturally prone to focusing more on the... On, on the negative side. And you know what, what's, what's also ironic as well? In the English language... The negative words are more than the positive words. Oh. So that's in terms of the dynamic of the English language. And also you'll notice another thing is whenever something good happens, we use very weak words to describe it. Oh, that was good. That was nice. But when something negative happens, we're like, yeah, I was, I was at home. I was feeling depressed and I was feeling this. That. Depression is a very strong word. I know. And words have effects. So, you know, when you're saying something good, use strong words. I was elated. I was overjoyed. Mm. When something bad happens, try use something that's, you know, like a bit comical. Like, mm. yeah, I, feel, I, I felt cheesed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that way you're not giving it too much attention. Yeah, you're not giving it power, man. Subhanallah, like Allah has given us everything. And I said to my wife, I was talking to her yesterday about, and I go, we should actually wake up in the morning. And I said this to me as well. We should always look at what we've got. 
Yeah. And then analyze what we don't have. And I trust you, me, we will figure that we've got more than more than what we don't have. There's a technique that some people suggest. They say if you get up every morning and you 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 say three things that you're grateful for for 21 days, it will help you become a more positive person. Wow. I need to do that. It's a scientific thing as well. They say if you do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit. So if every morning, imagine you're getting up or even just wait till half the day has passed and think, what, what, what's happened today? Alhamdulillah, I was able to catch Fajr. Alhamdulillah, our re- leaking roof has stopped leaking. And Alhamdulillah, we got eggs in the fridge. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. Something small like and that. Ask, can it be, is it the same thing or can it be different? Bro, uh, it has to be different. Okay, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Every cool. day, otherwise. I was you, thinking, could you imagine you every day saying, yeah. "Thank you, welcome, budget. Oh, thank you for the leaking uh, roof. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the undie. <laughs> All right, guys. Jazakallah for tuning in, and inshallah you benefited. Do follow my brother Umar Isa on his social media. Follow him on the street. Follow him when he's out and about. You know how it is. We're just uh, we're just doing what Hello. we gotta do to get through the Inathana Kanta Chainsaw too. <laughs>